The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today we're going to talk a little bit about SEO, podcasting, SEO podcasting, and all sorts of content marketing. Joining us is Aaron Sparks, who is the host of the Edge of the Web podcast and the president of Site Strategics, which is a company that connects with the top digital marketing guests from around the planet and gives their audience access to digital marketing best practices on how to improve their SERPs. And today, Aaron and I are going to discuss omni-channel assets that educate Google. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Aaron Sparks, the president of Site Strategics and host of Edge of the Web podcast. Aaron, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a three three player now. I mean, I appreciate the callback. I didn't know if I I made the made the cut. Aaron, you're always invited here. You're like longtime friend of the podcast, SEO podcast royalty. You're not only working. Oh, see. We got lots to talk about. You're not only working on Edge of the Web. You launched a new podcast for our friend Morty, uh, Serps Up for Wix. Uh, you're doing SEO podcasts all the time. Why wouldn't you come on my show? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm thinking that uh, we kind of covered the entire channel, the, the entire gambit of omni-channel media production last time. And we're coming back around. We're doing something kind of new on this one. So uh, undiscovered territory there. 
we went into the SEO of podcasting or whether podcast SEO is a thing. The last time we talked, we were on Jason Barnard's podcast. Now I want to talk to you about something, like you said, a little different. Omni-channel assets that educate Google. Let's start off with what do you consider an omni-channel asset? Right. You know, I was actually uh, typing something out here recently and I, uh, I think it was in IMDB and I typed in omni-channel. And the glossary came up and it had no idea what I was talking about, right? So I don't think it's permeated the membrane, so to speak, of understanding, especially, uh, well, can't really look at IMDb. They're a bit antiquated. But the point being is that what is omnichannel, right? Omnichannel is reaching your destination audience, right? Your listener or your viewer or whomever is consuming your your communication in the method in which their or their preferences to consume it. So we're talking about that digital native, that new media native, and we've talked about this before, is that everybody's got kind of an equalizer bar of how they consume all different lanes of content, either search content, audio content, video content, social, you know, live content and the like, as well as traditional medium. They kind of have their own personal fingerprint, right? Everybody's got one. We're all snowflakes in this in this digital uh, <laughs> area. But you need to be able to meet them in their preferred method, right? Because there's some great lateral moves. As soon as you find somebody that is an aficionado for podcasting, they actually realize that you have the, all these different assets that they could also consume. But the deal is, is that omnichannel is not just all the different consuming lanes of the consumer, all the digital lanes of the consumer, but it's the... I guess how I want to describe it is the omnichannel is a kind of a mosaic of information that we're moving in front of Google itself, okay? So we're kind of painting a picture on all the spaces in which Google as a search engine is actually listening and trying to understand a thing. Does that make sense for you? Yeah, you know, maybe I'm old now. Back in my day, this is 10 years ago. You know, I called myself an omni-channel marketer. And my sister, who's five years older than me, said, you're not an omni-channel marketer. Omni-channel is the overlap of retail and digital. So omni-channel is, can someone buy my products in the Gap store or at Gap.com? And I was like, I don't think that's what omni-channel means anymore. And, and now when we talk about omni-channel... It is essentially uh, multi-channel content distribution as opposed to kind of the retail definition of is somebody acquiring a product through online and or a physical presence. So when we say omni-channel, I think both of us mean putting content into multiple different places so Google can assign value and credibility to your brand. So... Give me an example of how you can educate Google using omni-channel assets. Right. I'm going to stay in the pocket of uh, visual search here for a second. I just had a uh, show with Crystal Carter from uh, Wix over there, and she has been a huge proponent and focused with, uh, on visual search. Visual search and its level of multiple levels of information that Google's processing it's kind of the, the new frontier of optimization. And what I mean by that is that there are so many points of data that Google's understanding in an image basically eclipses any other written form because of just the manner in which, which you're uh, presenting it is that you're in a written form, you've got a particular point, a particular series of 
of phrases that are regionally based, right? An image has no need for translation. It is widely accepted and completely processed. But in the data processing or the data science of visual search, there are thousands of data points in one image. And Google is creating its neural pathways to actually understand and categorize all of those different data points in exponential speed. It is learning and self-learning and training itself more and more and more. So every, every experience you have with Google Lens or any type of visual search, you're going to be getting even more of an accurate response back from Google because you're giving so much more information, okay? So that is an example of communication of concepts beyond, so we're not talking about retail. We're talking about how can you give more and more context and knowledge of who you are, what you do, what type of service you have. The image space is incredibly valuable. Then you also get into, and we can get into audio and semantic SEO, but the long and short of it is our job as marketers is not to meet that person of that consumer at that transaction level. It's to be able to persuade Google how valuable and how contextually relevant your information is into the larger concept of what it understands as a service that you're offering or all of the subpoints of that information. It's a, a place where we can start feeding the channels of education to Google and it will position us very, very much more frequently in front of consumers way up high on the buyer's funnel and to the degree that we have to start thinking about educating consumers and Google in a space that has no need, no bearing on a, an actual sales funnel itself. Being and educating in the space outside of an actual transaction lane, that's something a little bit unique to a, a marketer's mindset, would you say? Sorry, I went on a rant there, but you get what I'm talking about, right? I do. I think that I'm a little surprised when I think about omni-channel assets that educate Google. You know, I was thinking more... If I've got a B2B company, I'm not only publishing my own content, which gives Google a signal about what me and my brand feel, but they're also looking at, let's say, G2 to look for reviews about the organization. And they're looking at what people are saying on Twitter, and they're aggregating all of this data to educate them on how to prioritize not only what I'm saying, but what other people think about me. I'm thinking of omni-channel assets as different places where you can put your content, kind of going into the idea that the consumer is now self-selecting more. They're now self-educating and they're looking for content relevant to your brand places other than in your sales funnel. And so Google is also consuming that content, understanding how to evaluate who you are, what you're saying, and how other people think about you to assign credibility, your eat scores, and all the other happy stuff that they care about. All the stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We're singing the same song here. What I'm saying is we have a new opportunity to get past the sales funnel and actually be a trusted part of, the, of Google's intake. Is that it's no longer our prime target is the consumer. Our prime, we also have a dual role of communicating to the machine learning learning engine or right, the AI engine that we're, we're dealing with and be able to provide all of the relevant information and the rich content inside of images, rich content inside of audio, 
the relationship of content that you have in your website as well, and all of the other corroboration, all the signals that are orienting, either they're missing the target or they're actually oriented towards your brand or your entity, that's a place where you can actually start cultivating and grooming and creating references that Google can begin to trust more and more and more. So yes, we have to meet the, the consumer where they are, when they want to consume us, and what manner they want to consume, right? That's omnichannel to, from a retail standpoint. But I think we have a broader opportunity, and I think this is the, the blue ocean mindset here, is that we as marketers, and more importantly, marketers that can also move into data science can actually start moving their pieces on the board into Google's lane and understand much more of the tapestry of relevant content and information than ever before. And we are going to be rewarded by uh, providing such a, a series of additional education points to be able to not only validate themselves, but also help Google understand all the idiosyncrasies of an entity. I'm waxing poetically here, but hopefully I'm hitting the point. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Who's doing it well? Who's using omni-channel assets to inform Google of what they want to be or what they want to say? All right. Well, I keep on going to the, the, the man I'm stalking right now, and that's Jason Bernard. Jason Bernard of CaliCube is doing it very well from his content curation and publication. And uh, interesting enough, I'll, I'll, if you still look at his brand SERP, which is really kind of the, the reflection back or, or the, the barometer of how well you're doing. If you search, search Jason Bernard on Google, you're going to see his mastery on the pills, the elements that are on the brand SERP, all the knowledge, the knowledge graph, obviously, and then all the knowledge panels below that. He has controlled every element of his media to be able to inform Google on the depth of who he is, all the different areas of what, what he's been able to, to execute over his life, and he dominates the entire SERP. Now, that's a celebrity or, or a personality type of brand SERP man manipulation, but what's really interesting, I'll just take a piece of this. We were actually going through IMDb and looking at all of the different pieces that he was putting out there from imagery regarding his show, right? And we found something very, very interesting is that he is removing most of the noise that would be a background image. 
and he is putting in front the face of the guest. He's got his face in there as well. He's got his logo in there, very clearly defined, as well as very clearly defined the name of the guest, right? He is feeding the visual search factor of Google with these key points and not creating any other noise or background information. He is, he is putting together a communication vehicle and trying to get as clear as a message to Google on all these different spaces. So you got IMDB, which is a citable, trustable source by Google, right? He's feeding all his episodic material and content, reflecting back on his podcast URLs. But the imagery that's in there, which is one of the most trusted factors of Google in IMDB, he's having a clear representation of who was on the show, what the message was, or more importantly, he actually took the title of the show completely out of the image. It was just who, because it's IMDb, and the name to make sure that Google's reading that very, very clearly. And that's just one section of what he's doing. So I'm giving him some major props here, but seeing how he's moving pieces on the board in the different spaces that Google's consuming content and trying to purge out anything that doesn't make sense from clarity of message, he's got it going on and he's experimenting all the time. It's amazing. And he's not a sponsor of the show either. <laughs> no, I think that we could all be in awe of Jason Bernard's brand SERP. One thing that I did notice that shows up is that there apparently are uh, 20 or more songs that are included on Jason Bernard's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. On his SERP. I actually think that's somebody else's music and there's another Jason Bernard. So Google hasn't figured out who's who yet. Is it the songs that are cartoons? Yeah. Yes. He actually was that person. He created Bua and Koala back in the 2000s, which was an, one of the, the most frequented children's educational websites on PBS, he actually voiced over and created that. He had millions of actual visitors monthly back in that day. So he is actually represented of, he's author and creator of Boo and Koala. So that's his stuff. That's actually him. It is correct. Amazing. The man of many talents, the man of many channels. Oh my gosh. Man of many voices. Have you heard him sing? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. I just talked to him. He, he didn't break out into song. <laughs> so the point is that may, that may look like a disparity, but it's not. There is a clear communication. And in fact, he's been running multiple experiments on his own website. If you go to his site, you'll see all the categorization that he's doing and all of the different experimentation of content and imagery and audio that is educating Google right there. So Bernard's brand SERP is the epitome of how you can manipulate more importantly, how about you educate and disambiguate your information from others in the pack, right? So he's got Twitter cards, he's got imagery, he's got videos, he's got all the controllable pills that are navigable uh, filters on the top of his brand SERP. It is literally like a Shangri-La of knowledge panel manipulation there. So the essence is, is that he's actually curating and moving content into trusted assets. So he's moving into Crunchbase, he's moving into... Wikipedia, he's moving into Wikidata, he's moving it into IMDb. Those are all trusted data repositories that Google's relying on. They're moving away from Wikipedia to a particular degree. But you combine that type of trusted asset population and then you come around to what Google Mom is all about. So Google Mom is, they call it the multitask unified model, but the whole point is it is literally a, a new realm of the SERP in which it's going to meet your consumption preferences 
if you demonstrate a particular predilection towards watching videos more than listening to audio or looking at images, Google's going to move content to that particular pattern of consumption. But on top of it is also contextually bound. If you're actually going to be going hiking up a mountain and you have you signal certain intent of purchase, you're going to be seeing different pieces of information oriented towards that, but also oriented towards your own consumption pattern. The SERP is going to change radically and it's going to be omnichannel, basically. All of the different pieces that make up its knowledge of an entity is going to actually push in front of you based on your intent and your need. It's going to be fed by those sites that can actually educate those particular lanes, those particular channels. So that's what I'm talking about here is the future is changing here into a mum SERP. We're seeing beginnings of it all over the place. And the brand SERP actually shows a good de demonstration of that. But when it finally hits, we're going to be seeing the need for content production in all of these different lanes to be able to represent not only concepts and entities, but also the brand in those factors. You know, at the end of the day, I, I talked about the idea that the customer is looking for information in multiple different places. They're self-selecting, they're self-researching. They're not going into your marketing funnel anymore. It's not, you know, click here to schedule a demo. They don't want the sales walkthrough. They want to go find information about your products and services in places where they think are fit. It's not just your customers. Google is doing the same thing. They're looking at all of the different credible sources for information about you. And we could take Jason Barnard's brand SERP as an example of different ways that you can push your content into the right places to be able to fabricate a brand surf that suits your business's needs. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Aaron Sparks, the host of the Edge of the Web podcast and the president of Site Strategics. Join us again tomorrow when Aaron and I continue our conversation talking about entity SEO. If you can't wait till our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Aaron, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Aaron Sparks. That's E-R-I-N-S-P-A-R-K-S. Or you can visit his company's website, which is edgeofthewebradio.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. 
If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed on the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.